Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And yes, we are ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you today on today's broadcast at Calvary Live. So glad that you are tuned in and are listening. And you just heard the number given to you that you can call in and be a part of the show. And so grab one of those open lines. Grab it now. Grab it early. Sometimes during the show, the lines fill up, and uh, so this is a great time to do that. We're all ready to go uh, to minister to you, to take you to the Word of God, uh, to pray with you and for you. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number. And as I've always said, this is your show. This is an opportunity for you to call in and ask your questions about the Bible. Maybe your Bible readings brought up or teaching you heard or perhaps a Christian living, or our worldview, what should it be on certain things. And uh, we're here to minister to you, to encourage you, to build you up, to exalt the Lord, to take you to the Word of the Lord, and then also to pray with you. And I know that some of you have prayer needs, you have prayer requests, things that are on your heart, and we can join together and we can pray for you and lift those up or yourself up uh, to the Lord uh, as you desire prayer. And it's okay to ask for prayer for yourself. Paul the Apostle did. Uh, I was reading in Romans uh, at the end of the book as Paul's asking for prayer for the saints in Rome for himself. And and uh, if Paul the Apostle can ask for prayer for himself, certainly we can as well. So uh, we invite you to call in at 303-690-3000. As soon as the phones start ringing and the lines start to fill up, we're going to go to the phone lines but there's another means for you to be able to uh, communicate with us a question or a prayer request through a dedicated text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. So we invite you to text in a question or a prayer request. I also want to remind you, as most of you know, that because uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, Calvary Church has made this available for the last several months. Uh, that that's a 24-7 prayer line for you to be able to text in a prayer request anywhere in the United States. You can dial that number or text that number, 720-336-0897. Again, the call-in number for you to be able to be on the air with us, and and we really uh, desire for you to call in and uh, to have the conversation or ask the question or uh, to ask for prayer. Uh, is 303-690-3000. Welcome. Pray you're all having a wonderful afternoon, evening, wherever you're listening from, uh, as we welcome all the Grace FM listeners from all over Colorado, the Front Range particularly, uh, two powerful stations, well, 101.7 in Southern Colorado, and then 89.7 in Northern Colorado, up to Southern Wyoming, that includes Laramie and Cheyenne, Welcome. You're listening live on this blistery, windy Tuesday afternoon. So glad that you can join us. So give me a call. Love to hear from you guys. 
303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then I want to welcome all those who are listening in on Truth and Hope FM on the East Coast. So many listeners there. So glad to be uh, a part of your lives as uh, we connect together. As you're listening on those radio stations, you can call at 303-690-3000. You're a week delayed, but you get to ask us your questions or give your prayer requests, and then you can listen to it uh a week later. But also, I want to welcome all of the online listeners, whether you're listening on the mobile app, on your phone, tablets, or perhaps the Grace FM website. We have international listeners that listen from different parts of the world. Uh, we welcome you as well. And you can call anywhere in the nation at 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you. Love to encourage you any way that we can. So let's get the phone lines ringing, and let's go to, as we got a couple open lines, uh, let's go to Aurora, where Rick's on line one. Hey, Rick. Yes, uh, Pastor. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you very much. And uh, this is why I, would like, uh, I call this. I would like to give thanks to the Lord that he answered our prayer that we're going to move to our new home this week. <laughs> How exciting. Yes. That is exciting. And the Lord just provides for us. And so, Father, I pray for Rick as uh, he is wanting to give thanksgiving for their new home they're going to be moving in this week. Thank you that you provided for him, um, for his family. Thank you that, Lord, uh, that they have a home they can go to. I pray that that home would be dedicated to you, that you would bless yes. that home, put a hedge of protection around that home. Um you're the one that says that you keep us under the shadow of your wings. And Lord, I, I pray that that home would be a place where your praises are spoken, where Amen. thanksgiving is given, that the word of God is spoken of. And Lord, that uh, Rick comes and gives thanksgiving to you, acknowledging that you're the one that has provided this home. So uh, Lord, just bless it in every way. Help them with all the work that they have to do. Uh, in preparing and moving, that it goes smooth, there'd be no mishaps, um, that everything would take place that needs to, if there needs to be, uh, you know, the uh, things to close the house on or whatever it may be. Lord, you take care of it in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. I appreciate you. Every day I listen to you guys. Thank Thank you, you Rick. God bless you. Enjoy your home. You You too. God God bless you. God bless you. You bet. God bless you. Okay. So, you know, one of the things that it reminds me of, and uh, whenever I do premarital counseling, uh, yes. one of the sessions that I go through is, and give me a call. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000, and I, I want to read it to you. But okay. Paul begins to talk about uh, um, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And I always encourage people that, hey, you know, um, make your home a place where uh, there is uh, hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That should be the atmosphere of your home. So it just reminds me of that. Hey, we're going to move on to line two, Matt and Fort Collins, but give me a call if you got a chance. Matt, are you there? Matt and Fort Collins? Matt in Fort Collins, line two. If we can go to him, guys, that would be great. But he wants prayer for his health. 
And so we'll see if he's still there. Having a little bit of trouble. So, Matt, um, we're going to try to connect with you. If not, I'm going to go ahead and pray um, for your health. And the Lord knows what you're going through, but uh, 303-690-3000, if we can get... uh, Sometimes technology takes a little bit to to catch up with. Let's try Matt now. Matt, are you there? Matt, are you there? Okay. We're going to, we're going to keep trying. So let's see if we can connect to Matt. I'd like to talk to him. Um, so, um, but well, maybe we're not going to talk to him. Father, we pray for Matt. We just pray that, uh, you would Lord, um, just be with him. He's called in for whatever reason. Uh, we can't connect But, Lord, we pray for his health. We pray that whatever's going on, you know who he is, what has taken place, that you would bless him, that you would bring healing to him, that you would strengthen his body, that you bring comfort to him, wisdom, if he's getting medical procedures or whatever, that if you choose to use that to bring healing, that uh, we would know that you're the one that's working and you would do that. And uh, any uh, doctors or uh, medical staff that's working with him, that you give them wisdom as well. And so, Lord, uh, we just pray that you would uh, just uh, be with him in every way, bringing healing and restoration to his body and uh, bringing his body to health in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, 303-690-3000, I believe we got open lines, so I'd love to talk to you. Give me a text as well, 720-336-3000. 0897. Love to talk to you. Welcome everyone who's joined us on Calvary Live again. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado, and uh, usually with you on Mondays and Tuesdays, and blessed to be with you this week and uh, to be able to talk to you. So hopefully we'll get things straightened out here and in our technology and things that are taking place. So try those phone lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And the text line is 720-336-0897. One of the things that uh, also that as uh, we had Rick calling and giving Thanksgiving uh, about his house that he's moving in, uh, that one of the things that the Lord desires for us to do is to be thankful, uh, to be thankful in everything. And Paul writes at the end of 1 Thessalonians that he says, Rejoice always and pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So in everything we're to give thanks. And he's the one that provides for us. He blesses us. He helps us. And, and Lord, uh, we do give thanks to you for everything. But I do pray that as we read that, sometimes we go through things, we think, am I supposed to be thankful for that? Paul says, in everything give thanks. And we can give thanks because... In those even difficult times and in the difficult circumstances and in the painful times that we know that we have the Lord, that his promises are true for us. Uh, And I just pray that uh, we would always look to him. And also, even as we go through, uh, you know, those anxious times that Paul writes that be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what we see throughout the scriptures is we are to be thankful. Uh, We are to be ones that uh, are thankful in all things, uh, given our prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We can talk a whole lot about it, 
even David in his difficult times in the Psalms, he writes about being thankful. And so that's an important part of the Christian life. Just want to remind us of that. Hey, we got all open lines, what I understand. So 303-690-3000. Love to hear from you guys. This is your show, your opportunity to call, to ask questions, to be prayed for. And uh, so uh, give us a call so we can talk on the phone. And the text line is 720-336-0897. Looking forward to the calls coming in. But in the meantime, uh, a question on the text line came in. Why does Solomon marry so many wives? And that is a good question. And we can look at what God's Word has to say. We can go clear back to the garden where we see that God gave us the definition of marriage between one man and one woman, that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And we see that Jesus would reiterate that in Matthew's Gospel, and even Paul the Apostle would reiterate that in Ephesians chapter 5. So that's the definition of marriage. And it was God's intention uh, for there to be one woman uh, and one man that comes together in marriage. And as you go through the Old Testament, you see how David had multiple wives. There's other instances of people in the Bible that had maybe two wives, uh, and that was a cultural thing. Solomon had a thousand wives and concubines. And it's interesting, as the children of Israel were getting ready to go into the Promised Land and the Lord's preparing them, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, he said, when you ask for a king, that the king, and the Lord knew that the time would come when they— we're going to ask for a king, even though it would be 400, 500 years later after they went into the promised land. After the days of the judges, they come to Samuel and said, we want a king. But he said, when you ask for a king, that the king is to write the word of God, the law down. And I think that the Lord did that purposely because they were to be reminded of the ways of the Lord. They were to write the word of the Lord, but also the king, what he was to do is not multiply gold, he was not to multiply horses, and he was not to multiply wives. And Solomon ended up multiplying all three. Of course, Solomon comes on the scene. He's uh, there reigning during the greatest prosperity and peace and power of Israel. Uh, after his son Solomon, he uh, or after his uh, father David came Solomon, who built the temple— and Solomon had a thousand wives and concubines. So culturally, in that time, a king would have many wives. He would have wives um, to seal a treaty. Um, you know, the lesser king would customarily give his daughter in marriage to the greater king. And every time a treaty was sealed, Solomon ended up with another wife. And uh, even some of these wives, some historians say that they were just tokens of friendship and sealed the relationship between the two kings. Um, and uh, all that was culturally, but Solomon, who was known for God's wisdom, ignored um, God's word. And it's interesting because he ended up having a thousand wives and concubines, and those wives were foreign wives where he was not supposed to... Um, you know, uh, take. And he ended up burning incense to those foreign wives, and it was not wise. And it ended up actually where it was detrimental to the nation 
um, as he burned incense to those foreign gods because he married foreign wives. So Solomon was not supposed to do that. He he ended up multiplying horses, we know. You can go throughout Israel, and there's remains of the stables, at Solomon's stables, where he had as many as 400 horses. And that would be equivalent to having a whole warehouse full of luxury cars. And then he also multiplied gold as well. So he wasn't supposed to do that. So that's why Solomon uh, multiplied wives. The Bible's just honest about what David did, what Solomon did in multiplying wives. But it was always God's intention between uh, a man and a woman uh, to be able um, to come together um, in the marriage relationship ever since the beginning in Genesis chapter 2. So that answers that question. I believe we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Love to be able to have you text in a question or a prayer request. So invite you to do that. We're going to go to the text line until we get some more um, calls that come in. Um, and so we invite you to do that. Uh, a prayer for requests has come in for my aunt with leukemia and my friend that has cancer. So, Father, we pray for this individual that's asked for a prayer for um, their aunt, uh, Cora, that you would just uh, bring healing from the leukemia. Uh, again, the treatments that are going to be done, that they would um, just bring healing if that's the way you choose. But, Lord, we uh, just present this woman to you, and Lord, uh, also Hannah. And uh, Lord, I just pray that as she has cancer, you know who she is, that you bring healing to her as well. Uh, I thank you for this individual that cares for their loved ones, and um, I just pray that you would bring the healing that they're asking for. 303-690-3000. Even if we just pray for people on the show, hey, that's what God wants that's okay. We'll pray for people. We'll talk about the things of the Lord. We'll f- fill in the time, uh, just going over some verses and encouraging you. But we'd love to hear from you. We got a couple open lines. Again, the text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Richard in Denver. Hi, Richard. Hey, Pastor. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, no sweat. Thank you for how you... Teach us the Word. And I was listening to you earlier today, and you mentioned when Jesus comes back, he rules on David's throne. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little confused. So when we die, so is earth heaven? Yeah, you're you're asking a very good question, because Paul the Apostle, he comes along, and I'll try to just kind of sort it out. When we die right now, take our last breath, we close our eyes— Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we go to be with the Lord. We go to heaven immediately. And and I can't wait. We're going to see Jesus. And, I hear that. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we wait for. But the time's going to come in a prophetic scenario that Jesus is going to come back and he's going to establish his kingdom here on the earth for a thousand years. You can read about that in the prophecies of the Old Testament. You read about that in Revelation chapter 20. And the Lord um, gave a promise to David. You can read about it in Second Samuel. 
and David wanted to build uh, the Lord the temple. And Nathan the prophet comes to him and says, David, you're not going to build the temple. Your son Solomon is going to build the temple. Mm-hmm. But the Lord's going, to, Lord's going to build you a house. And upon your throne, David, which is going to be established forever, is going to come the Messiah. So when you go to the Gospels, you hear that term, people saying to Jesus, Son of David, Son of David. Yes, they sir. knew that the Messiah was going to come from the line of David. So the Lord's going to sit upon the throne of David from Jerusalem when he comes back to establish his kingdom, and we're going to come back with him. That's oh, the okay. glorious thing. We're going to—the rapture of the church before the tribulation period is he's going to come for the church. And, and then we're going to have dinner with the Lord in the marriage feast of the Lamb. Amen. And then at the Amen. end of the tribulation period— we come back with the Lord, riding on white horses, and we're going to Praise rule and reign with him. And then after a thousand years, what's going to happen is the heavens and the earth, as we now know it, are going to dissolve. Peter writes in a fervent heat. Um, we know that uh, um, um, you know, Revelation chapter 20 says, there is found no place for heaven and the earth. And then there's the great white throne judgment where the unrighteous dead are going to be resurrected. They're going to stand at the great white throne judgment, and they're going to be sentenced out of darkness. But then he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem, and that's where we're going to spend eternity with the Lord. So when he establishes his kingdom, it's going to be the millennium kingdom. Millennium means a thousand for a thousand years. And, uh, okay. and we're going to rule and reign with him. What it is that we're going to be doing, I don't know exactly, uh, but it's exciting to know, because some people think that heaven is just kind of, you know, Get sitting back. on a cloud. <laughs> yeah, you know, playing the harp, you know, Hollywood's version of heaven. And the thing is, is the Lord has things for us to do. And even there's indication in the new heaven and new earth, we're going to reign with him. Uh, Paul says we're going to be judging the angels. Um, it doesn't yeah, I'm mean reading that, that we... a little bit in Hebrews now with the angels. Yeah, yeah okay, and, I'm with you now. Yeah, and he said it to the Corinthian church, hey, we're going to judge the angels. And what exactly that means is probably we'll be saying, hey, this angel or that angel, go and do this and do that. We don't know exactly what it means. We're not going to be judging them for salvation or anything like that. Oh, no uh, way. The Lord is the judge. But... We're, it's exciting to know that he has things for us to do. And listen, we are all going to stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. So when we go home to be Amen. with the Lord, as you read in Second Corinthians chapter 5, he talks about how we will stand at the Bema reward seat to be rewarded for what we've done in the body, whether good or bad. In other words, what we have done for Christ. He's not talking about salvation because there's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to be saved. It is by well, faith alone. But with that said, the parable of the talents, the parable of the minas, the Lord talked about, you know, rewards. He comes with his rewards. And that's why it's so important to keep a focus on eternity, because we are going to go home and be with him. We're going to rule and reign with him. And what we do here has a lot to determine how it is that we're going to do that. To hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So keep your eyes on him, keep serving him. And he says, you'll rule over 10 cities, you'll rule over five cities, 
and I can't wait. And that's why I really have a heart to encourage people, let's keep our eyes on eternity, because this world is unraveling before us. And, oh, man, yes, you know, it is. <laughs> and people are feeling so discouraged. So we have an eternal hope and an eternal promise that is so glorious, and he's going to be faithful to bring it through. So I appreciate oh, you, your, your question, Richard. Good question. And I thank you, Pastor. Thank you so, so much. I was just thinking you about bet. it all day when you were speaking. I'm like, Dad, I got a call. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm a little you confused. Thank yeah, you, sir. You can, thank you very, you very call, much, and God bless you. You bet. Call any time. And we invite all, right, all of you to call in. You bet, brother. We invite all of Bye. you to call in as you have a question. Maybe you heard a Bible teaching or whatever and love to talk to you and walk you through it as best as we can. we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time in the show for you to call to ask your questions or give your prayer requests. The text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Baltimore. CJ is on line two. CJ, are you there? Hopefully we didn't lose him. But maybe we did. CJ Baltimore. Okay. Um, one of the questions, and I don't know if we have him, is uh, number of times David's name is in the Bible, and you can pull it up in the um, 990 times uh, that we know that his name is mentioned 934 times in the Old Testament, the New Testament 56 times. So David is mentioned quite often. So, um, so his, you know, uh, the greatest king that Israel had wrote half of the Psalms, the sweet psalmist of Israel, uh, as it was David that wrote at least 74 of them, probably more, 150 Psalms. Uh, the, the great king, the great warrior, and um, and David is such an incredible man, a, a man that had a heart after God. And uh, it's so wonderful to read about David. And uh, so that's uh, a blessing to be able to do that. So got some more text questions and prayer requests that are coming in. Um, and we'll get to those in just a minute. We're getting ready to go to break. And we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is... The call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's see if we got a text question that maybe we can get to and answer um, or a prayer request before we go to break, and then we'll look at some of the others as well. But I appreciate you guys uh, calling in and um, and asking questions and giving your prayer requests. Um, there's one that is asking for prayer for my dad. He's 75, and um, he doesn't have strength in his legs. He keeps falling. Father, we pray for this individual that has asked for prayer for their dad um, that is weakening his body, is falling. We pray that you would strengthen him in his elderly age. We pray that you would just help him. Um, Lord, that you would um, just be able to uh, bring healing to him and strength. And so, Lord, have your hand upon him. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Again, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We're getting ready to go to break. And uh, David has come up 
Uh, David, I love his psalms. I want to read a psalm to you, and then we'll uh, end up going to break. But I was looking at it right before the show, and um, and the Lord uh, just anointed David so much um, in the psalms that uh, he gave to David. And um, I, I love how David just articulates um, that, you know, just the Lord, his love for the Lord. And he says that, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God and my strength, and I whom I will trust, and the horn of my salvation. And so we're going to be right back. we got a couple open lines. We're going to get to Chris, uh, who's on line one waiting. Uh, so stay tuned. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad that you have joined us for the second half of the program. So blessed that you are listening in and we want to be a blessing to you. And so call in with your questions your prayer requests. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you and love to answer your questions, pray for you, encourage you any way that I can. So we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. So give me a call. This is your show. Love to hear from you. Got plenty of time. Got a couple open lines and the text line is 720-336- 0897. So love to just be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord and take you to the word of the Lord. Um, I got a quick announcement that I'd like to make, and that is that uh, on Sunday mornings, we're going through Matthew here at Calvary Greeley. So if you're in the area, love to meet you and serve your family. Check us out at calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's O-R-G. We also have online uh, available for you, for those of you who perhaps can't make it in person. So join us for that incredible study um, as we are going through Matthew's Gospel. And uh, powerful, I love the Gospels, and love to be able to just uh, minister to you and and to be able to help you in any way that that we can and serve you and encourage you as we worship. Got children's ministry at all our services and middle schoolers that meet uh, at 9.30 and 11 o'clock, the two later services. And then also we got things that take place all week long. So check it out. And uh, I know more and more people are wanting to get back into fellowship, come to church. And we really emphasize uh, just uh, the worship of the Lord and the teaching uh, of the Word of God here, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, so that we can grow and be wise and we can know Him. And as we know Him, we can't help but love Him more. So org O-R-G, check us out. We're easy to find as well. Uh, Sunday mornings, Matthew 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. Well, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. In the meantime, let's go to Chris in Brighton. Hi, Chris. Hi. Thanks for holding. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. 
Uh, I wanted to say thank you, uh, you know, for the the amazing opportunity that you know I happen to find you guys on on uh, the radio, and you guys have made. Uh, I guess knowing that you guys come through mornings and evenings, you know, I, I know that God has truly been speaking to me on multiple different verses. And uh, as I come on the radio or as I come into to my car, um, you're speaking. And, you know, it just proves me and shows me how close uh, the Lord is to me. And um, yeah. as I have given myself to Him day in and day out, um, I'm just so grateful to for you guys that are, you know, helping see the other side of, of the aspect that, you know, there are good people out there and that are waking up and hopefully that everyone decides to truly wake up from their heart center, um, uh, because that's, what's truly going to bring this new world, um, into ascension is everyone finally comes together and find realizes that we're all brother and sister and we need to act that way in this new age. Yeah. So thank you for yeah. doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And it's a privilege and a and a blessing to be able to do that. And I thank you for your call and just giving that word of encouragement. Yeah, so thank you, sir. You bet, Chris. God bless you. Call us anytime. Yeah. All right, thank you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. It really is a privilege to be a part of Calvary Live. I'm very humbled by it that I'm thankful that uh, I'm entrusted to host this show a couple times a week and and um and it's something that I see as a blessing and a privilege to be able to do to minister over the airwaves. Our radio program on Grace FM is on at eight thirty and and at three thirty in the afternoon. But there's so many wonderful teachers. Pastor Ed Taylor comes on after Calvary Live, and um and also just uh, so many some of the best Bible teachers in the world, as far as I'm concerned, just taking you through the scriptures. So support your local radio. Those of you listening on Hope and Truth FM, you're listening to, to other Calvary teachers there uh, being fed. Support your local radio, Christian radio station. It's a privilege. And then keep praying uh, because we have the freedom to be able to be on the air. And, uh, and the enemy isn't happy. He's the prince of the power of the air, the scripture says. We've invaded his territory. He doesn't like it. And, um, and, so um, we are going to continue to stay the course, but to be able to to listen to good Bible teaching is so needed today, good, solid Bible teaching. So tell your friends about Grace FM, or uh, if you're on the East Coast, about Hope or Truth FM, or maybe you're listening to a low-powered radio station, Refuge FM, up north in the upper Midwest. You know, tell people about it and so that they may be encouraged and blessed in every way and, and pray for those radio stations and uh and support them in any way as the Lord leads you. So just want to pass that along. Three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the number to call the call in number to text line seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven. Let's go to Tony in Denver. Hi Tony. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Well, uh, it's probably the best part of um, the day right now. Um, that's the reason why I call. Um, I moved from California a couple of years ago, and I believe in prayer. I believe in being humble. And that's my request today. Um, or all your radio listeners, my brothers, my sisters, listening to you. Um, I, I I like to request a prayer from all of them. For me, I need assurance, reassurance that I did the right thing when I came to um, Colorado. 
I need help with my marriage. I need help at work. Um, I'd like to get a better job. Um, and my four children, I need help. Today I felt, for some reason, I felt so lonely and I never felt um, this, this lonely. And uh, I know that Jesus uh, saved me. Um, he, um, he took me in his arms and, and uh, I've been a Christian for a while. Uh, and I, um, I love the Bible. I love Jesus. I, I love the teachings of Calvary Chapel, pastors. Uh, Pastor Chuck Smith in California, he's in uh, heaven now, but um, I love him so much. And I, I, like, uh, I like to request a prayer from, I don't know how many thousand people listening to you, listening to me right now, because um, I believe that God helps those who are humble, and I want to be humble, and I accept that I need a prayer. I accept that I need help. So please, um, I appreciate the opportunity. Please pray for me. Yes, Tony. Absolutely. And I'm glad you called for prayer. And it's hard that when we feel alone, but I want you to know this, that the Lord is with you and he hears you and his promises are still true for you. And Father, I just pray for my brother who wondering, you know, moving from California, um, Lord, that he's desiring to do your will. And Lord, as he's here, there's been trials. There's been difficulties. You know what they are with his marriage. Um, Also with work, with having four children. I pray that you would, first of all, that you would give him a peace that rules in his heart. And even as Paul, as he was in a place where um, there was uncertainty and and he had every reason to be anxious, in feeling alone as he was in prison, he would write that be anxious for nothing but through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God that passes understanding may guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And what I pray for Tony is that you would give him that peace that passes understanding, that assurance that you care about his family, about his marriage. I pray that you would help him whatever there is going on, that you would bring healing, restoring, Lord, a closeness between him and his wife, that, Lord, that you would help him to be the father you called him to be, that, Lord, you would provide for him in every way, and, Lord, with his job, and that he would just know that your hand is upon him, leading him day by day, moment by moment. And, Lord, I just pray that, uh, as I hear, that he desires to just stay humble before you, that you promise that you will strengthen and that you'd bless those um, that humble themselves, you know, to you. And, uh, Lord, that you would strengthen him and that you would work in his life. And so, Lord, um, may he just sense your presence. Lord, hear your voice leading him, saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, Tony. Thank you. Be pray. You bet. You call back any time. We'll be praying for you. God bless you. You bet. It's hard. I I think that some of you that are listening right now, that you have um, felt that isolation. And I think there are times in our journey with the Lord that we do feel alone or we wonder, Lord, and we wrestle. But the key is, is to go to the Lord 
He desires to give you a peace that passes understanding, to just give thanks to the Lord, to worship the Lord, to draw close to the Lord. Sometimes when we feel that way, we draw away from the Lord rather than drawing closer to the Lord. And I just want to encourage you, maybe this is a word for somebody that, you know, we want to draw close to him during that time because he's going to show up and he cares for us. And we can cast our cares on him because he does care for us. Got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to Aurora, Aurora, where Olga is on line three. Olga? Yes, Pastor. Pastor, I have a question. I want sure. you to help me in this First Peter chapter 2, um, verse 13 to 17. Right. I'd like you to give me your intake. Um, so, for everything that is going around, it, it really, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, First of all, the thing of, okay, I heard, is, I this, heard you, and I want to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, God. You don't have to, because this has been a verse that a lot of people have been wrestling with, and there's been a lot of opinions and thoughts on it, and I'm going to read it for the sake of our listeners, but therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to the governors as those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, um, as, you know, in verse 16, or wickedness, but as bondservants of God, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Paul writes something very similar in the book of Romans, chapter 13, be subject to the governing authorities. So what we are told here, and it's a commandment that is given to us to submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, every institution of man, whether whether to the king supreme. So we're to submit to the ordinance of the king, to the governors, and that is the will of God. So is there any particular question that you have on that, Olga? And I have a feeling that you do have a couple of questions. Well, with everything that is going on, um, like you you know that um, what we need to do when the government tells us to do, the changes that needs to be done, for example, I have a question. There's a lady that asked me at school. He says that, her son got a book that I didn't like. She didn't like it for her son to read. And so she asked me, and she says, what can I do? Uh, I, I refuse because I went to the principal, and the principal says, if that's what the teacher says to read, he needs to read. And she said, right. I'm really shocking that they don't listen what I have to say, even exchange this book for another. And so... Yeah. And that and, I have to submit to whatever the principal yeah. says. And so that's why right. we go back to, to, yeah. to this verse. And, and, yeah, and here's the thing, is that we submit to the governing authorities. Um, he appoints those, you know, those in authorities that are appointed by God. We're told to be subject to them, but if they tell us something that is in direct violation to God's Word, we have a higher authority, and that is the Lord, right? So if we have, you know, the governing authorities that are telling us to do something that is in direct contradiction to what the Word of God has to say, 
then we are to obey God rather than men. For example, in the book of Acts, the governing authorities was the Sanhedrin council that the apostles went before. And the Sanhedrin council said to the apostles, don't speak the name of Jesus anymore. You've filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. We forbid it. And the answer of the apostles was, whether we obey God or men, we're going to obey God. We cannot but speak of the things that we have heard and seen. So they were told by the Lord to go out and to spread the good news of the gospel, go to all nations and preach the gospel. And that's what they were doing. And starting in Jerusalem to Samaria, um, to Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So they had a higher ordinance, that is God's word. But when it tells us to be subject to the to governing authorities, if we are not going to be subject to it, we really need to go to the Word of God and say that this is the reason why, because God's Word trumps what man's ordinance has to say, and that's where debate can come in and stuff. And uh, but you know the commandment is given. Peter wrote this, and also Paul wrote this when Caesar Nero was in control, when he was the emperor of Rome, and he hated Christians. He killed Christians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a powerful command that's given to us, but we do have a higher authority. If it contradicts the Word of God, and it's clear to us that it contradicts the Word of God, for you know, and where the debate has come in, for example, in the church, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves. And when there's limitations that are put, that's where the debate has come in the church, and there's been different convictions and stuff, and not to get into that debate and stuff. But the thing is, we need to obey the governing authorities, subject to the governing authorities, to the commandments of the kings, unless it's a direct violation of the Word of God. Okay, so it's like chapter, I mean, verse 17, it says, oh, Rad, oh that, that we have to love our brothers and fear God. Yes. Like chapter 17, that's how we're supposed to live, despite says, honor of all, what... Yeah, um, he said, honor all people... Honor the king, leave the brotherhood. Now, honoring the king doesn't mean that you're going to disobey God. It's like we're told to honor mom and dad. But as we get older and we get independent, you know, we still love mom and dad. We honor mom and dad, the position that they're in. That's what it's speaking of. But the Lord is the priority. The Lord is preeminence over everything and how he directs our lives. So we're directed by the word of God. And again, so if it is in direct violation of God's word, then we obey God rather than obeying men. And that's what the apostles were saying, and that's the example in the book of Acts. Okay. Thank you very much, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you for calling, Olga. Appreciate it. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. You bet. Yeah, there's different convictions, and that has been a verse that has— you know, uh, everything that we've gone through in the church that has been debated and, and um, different convictions of people, and, and um, you know, it, it can be hard, and it can be hard to submit to the governing authorities, um, but we need to point to the Word of God um, if it contradicts the Word of God. And, um, and you know, it's not always easy. It's not always pleasant. Um, but we do obey God over obeying men, but we are told to be subject to governing authorities, and there's a very, very takes wisdom and discernment, and um, we see that. And also, Paul told Timothy, "We're to pray for all those who are in 
leadership for all kings because it's God's desire um, that all men should be saved. And we're to pray for our leaders. We're to pray for our president, our leaders, our leaders in their state. That is a commandment that is given to us. So um, just love to be able to, um, you know, uh, as we wrestle through those things, pray and the Lord will guide us and direct us by his word. 303-690-3000. Not easy to live in the days in which we're living in, but we have the Lord's word to guide us and direct us. Let's go to Lynn and Highlands Ranch. Hi. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Got a question for me? I do. In uh, I'm reading about Paul's missionary journey, and in Acts 13, 48, and it says, And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. And in my in my NIV study by one of the notes, it says, uh, Eternal life involves both human faith and divine appointment. I didn't understand that. I thought everybody was called to salvation. Well, it's God's desire that we all come to salvation, um, but not everybody will come to salvation. Um, well, so as we read the verse now, when the Gentiles heard this, because Paul's, you know, the the gospel is going to go out to the Gentiles, right? And And they glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as have been appointed to eternal life believed. So um, it's the people that responded to the invitation of the gospel. Um, it is now going to go to the Gentiles. It's not just a Jewish thing. That was one of the things that the early church really struggled with, was they thought that they were the only ones that were saved. Um, and so um, here it's those who come to faith in Jesus Christ um, as the gospel is about ready to go out. That's how I read it, the simple um, version of reading that. Well, it sounds like some people are not appointed. Like, I appoint you, and I don't appoint you. So, Well, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and the, the thing about it is there's some that have a, a view. It's, it's you know, a Calvinistic view of what's called double election. Have you ever heard that? That I've God chooses, yeah, God chooses some for salvation, and he chooses some for eternal separation. And the Bible doesn't really speak of that. As we read the scriptures, I just talked about right before I went on the air with you, that Paul talks to Timothy, and he says, pray for all who are in authority, and pray for all men um, who are in authority, that you may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So he writes there that it's God's desire that that all men come to the knowledge of the truth. It's his will. Peter writes something very similar in his second epistle, and um, he says um, that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So I don't believe that that God, you know, the whole subject of election and predestination and all that, we know that God chooses us. He chose us before the foundation of the world, but we also know that there's free will. So it's it's hard to um, comprehend all that because he's an infinite God, and we have finite minds. He does choose, but he has foreknowledge. 
And Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 8. Um, he has foreknowledge. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows who's going to be saved. But I don't believe that he chooses some for heaven and then, oh, you, uh, I choose you for hell, at the double election. His desire, what I see, is that all men come to the knowledge of the truth. That is God's desire, as Peter writes, um, that none should perish, but all come to repentance. But he will not force his way into our lives. He will not force somebody to love him, um, to to come to the gospel. There is that choice that is there. So that's what we're reconciling, those two things right there. Okay. So when you talked about the Calvinists and the uh, double election, you don't believe in that. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't believe in double election. I don't believe that okay. he elects some to go to hell and then some to, you know, go to heaven because the verses I just read that it's his desire right. um, that not willing that any should perish but all come to repentance. Right. God's desire is that everybody gets saved, um, okay. but it isn't like, like he's up there rolling dice or I don't know. And it's more of a complicated doctrine than that. But I I do not buy into the double election. I think okay. his desires that all get saved, but you know, he's, we're not puppets on a string, and he's not going to force his way into our lives if we don't want to, and um, and that's where the free will comes in. All right? Okay. Good you, question, Lynn. Yeah, it's, it, it is, and, and it's a debate that's been going on for 2,000 years about, you know, does he choose or do we have free will? And I think there's a balance, and both are at work in the sovereignty of God. So I appreciate your question. Thank you. You bet. God bless you. Thanks. Bye. Hey, before the show ends, let's go to Garrett and Greeley. Hi, Garrett. Hey, hey Pastor. Sorry, I know you're late on. You're running short on time. Um, uh, you, we got a few minutes. What do you got for me? I'll make it quick. Uh, the plan of salvation and uh, Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus, that every man must be born of the water and the Spirit, otherwise they can't enter into the kingdom of God, right? Right. Um, so where does that leave, like, you know, Jews, I guess, and, and, and everybody else other than, you know, baptized Christians? Well, yeah, and, and the thing about it is we were just talking about um, double election, you know, but also there are those who believe that teach what's called a, a dual covenant, that, you know, that God made a covenant with Israel so the Jews are saved. The Bible's very, very clear, and I think as you read the book of Romans— uh, as you read those chapters 9, 10, and 11, Paul, he was one that grieved for his countrymen because they weren't saved. Right. And he he would even say that, I have a great sorrow and continual grief in my heart, for I wish that I myself were cursed from Christ for my brethren, for my countrymen, according to the flesh. Because he goes on and he says that they've sought their own righteousness um, for their ignorance of God's righteousness, not seeking to be established or seeking to be established in their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God, which is faith through Jesus Christ. My right. heart's desire and prayer is God of Israel that they may save. So there's one way to salvation. That is, he is the way, the truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So Nicodemus, who is one in John chapter 3, that comes to the Lord, says, we know that you come from God because no one can do the things that you do unless God be with them. And Jesus said, you must be born Again, that floored Nicodemus. Here is one that taught on the law, taught on the covenant, taught on the sacrifices, and all of a sudden he's hearing, 
Jesus say you must be born again. And and Jesus called them the master teacher of Israel and said, Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Because Nicodemus is thinking, can you enter your mother's womb a second time? So you must be born again, born of the spirit of God as we come to him and come in faith. But there's one way to salvation, faith in Jesus Christ alone, and that is for anyone. So there, I, there is no dual covenant of the Jews are automatically saved because of the old covenant. That's the reason we needed a new covenant is because the book of Hebrews says that Jesus right. is, you know, the, the superior high priest. His sacrifice was superior, um, you know, and the old covenant wasn't enough to bring people into the presence of the Lord um, or to take away sin, only Jesus Christ. He alone is our salvation. Right. So, so you know, Judaism is pretty much a dead religion, I guess, unless, you know, uh, they well, start yeah, to believe here's in Christ, the, right? I mean, yeah, and, you know, he said, blindness has come in part to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. Then all of Israel will be saved. So God still has a plan for Israel. And that is that they're going to, there's going to be a national restoration. We're going through Ezekiel, and matter of fact, tomorrow night's teaching, we're going to talk about that very thing, the new covenant, well, a new heart, a new spirit, and a new covenant where they will believe in me. That's the national restoration. So good question, Garrett. Appreciate you calling, but unfortunately we've run out of time. God bless everyone. Thank you for calling in. Be a part of the show. Keep reading your Bibles. And be in fellowship if you can online or in person, and um, and you'll be blessed. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.